Can you imagine a world where artificial intelligence assists artists in crafting mind-bending visuals? Does AI have a role in automating, rigging, revolutionizing facial and motion capture, and transforming the future of 3D animation? Whether you're an animation expert or simply a fan of mesmerizing CGI, buckle up, open your mind, and join us now in episode 2317 when your hosts, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will answer the bold question, can AI create 3D animation? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast. Hello and welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a returning fan, it's really great to see you again. And if you're new to our podcast, it's really great to have you here. In today's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, Sean and I will be providing an answer to another great fan question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. This time, uh, the question comes from George T. from Charlotte, North Carolina. And George asks the CG Bros, can AI create 3D animation? Excellent question. My name is Bill Johnston, and I'm a veteran in the gaming world specializing in 3D animation and digital VFX for more than 20 years now. And Time flies when you're having fun, let me just tell you that. Ah, you're telling me. I'm Sean Johnston, his brother, professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry, with also two decades of experience. And today I'm a principal animator, and uh, we are grateful to be your host for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. By the end of our discussion today, you'll learn if AI can actually create some 3D animation, and if so... How does it go about doing it? And is there anything anyone could really want to watch? <laughs> be sure to stay to the end uh, because we'll be giving uh, you our take as well and uh, some professional insights on where this technology is heading in the near future. Thanks again for a great question, George. Bill, you want to jump into the background of CGI animation or you think that that uh, is dead? You know, Sean, it's a great question. And George, thanks for asking it again. Uh, you know, computer graphics has, has come a long way, Sean, since we've we've been in the business. Um, and it's it's become so mainstreamed that uh, you really can't watch anything uh, on any display screen without really seeing some, some of it. Uh, Nothing's real. Exactly. Uh, well, it, we don't know. And it's becoming more and more that way. And it's, it's, it's due mainly to the huge advancements in the area of mainly anyway, raw processing power, the power of, of CPUs and GPUs to render uh, the computer graphics out. I mean, that it that has really, I think, been the single biggest factor, but uh, there's a, a lot of factors that are really going into the, the, the renaissance of, of what we're seeing today as far as the the introduction of AI graphics, which seems to be, uh, excuse me, AI into the into the graphics arena and computer graphics area and, and, and other areas as well. It just seems to be, you know, leeching its way into everything. And, and I think it's, you know, it's got its pros and cons, of course, but I think as far as, you know, quality and, and speed and efficiency, it's really making headway in the area of computer graphics. Yes. And when I say dead, I didn't mean dead, dead. I mean, we, ad nauseum, we, we, we've, we've covered this a lot. And I always forget that, you know, this might be your first time listening. So we're just going to brush over just a little bit about what the background of, of CGI animation is to begin with. Uh, it starts basically can be traced back to the 1960s when computer scientists started experimenting with uh, computer generated graphics. And then basically in the 70s, uh, you had a, the first generated movie titled A Computer Hand. And that was created by Ed Catmull and Fred Park. And that, that film featured a three-dimensional model of a hand. We've shown that before on uh, previous podcasts. And it was actually using a new technique called skinning. Uh, and we... We grew up on the uh, Bionic uh, Man, you know. We remember that, Bill. Uh, we watched uh, Lee Majors, and uh, we saw some of the amazing 
wireframes, but the, the, the three-dimensional skinning was a, a new technique uh, back then. And in fact, it, it didn't even come to probably closer to the 80s. But uh, you saw the 1980s with Tron, and that basically became the first feature-length movie to extensively use computer-generated graphics. And then the 1990s, of course, where you've seen it become widely used in movies such as Jurassic Park, Terminator 2, uh, Judgment Day. Uh, and, and, and the potential uh, obviously was showcased in those, uh, those uh, films. And, and, and then everybody was, all the studios go, we need it, we need it. And so obviously with video games, that, 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 a huge, that had a huge push on all the 3D graphics and animation. Um, so, and then of course, uh, 2000s where we're, we're, we're finishing up on um, as, you know, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, of course, uh, all those uh, Pixar movies and uh, DreamWorks and everything else. Yeah, yes, even the way to get into the, into the act of yes. motion capture and, and facial capture, you know, performance capture, stuff like that. Some really amazing uh, milestones of, you know, as, as a matter of fact, CG itself is a milestone for, for movie making. And I think, you know, it's, it's kind of appropriate that we're talking about, you know, making, uh, you know, CG anima- CGI-based animation with AI because... I think as much as CGI changed the landscape of the movie industry, I think CGI, I mean, AI is poised to do the same paradigm shifting, uh, you know, it's, it's just going to shift the way we make movies. It's, and one thing, you know, uh, about it is also, you know, as what comes with that, whenever you have a paradigm shift in technology and uh, you, you have a, you know, a lot, a lot of people in the industry wondering, you know, is this new technology going to, going to take our jobs is it you know and i think you know here's an article uh, of of that and and you know from what i can tell now sean it's it's the eight thousand pound gorilla in the room people are, are enamored with ai and how 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 it's going to revolutionize things and it really will but i i think you know on the flip side of that people just need to understand that it is changing the way animation's done and and, and traditionally i mean it used to take you know back in the cartoon days they used to used to take teams of animators just because you know back during the depression they used to you know people labor was cheap and so you know the cartoons had a frame rate of you know 50, 50 frames you know uh, per second I mean because you had all these cartoon animators I mean that's I'm just exaggerating of course but you had a lot of animators uh, animating and so you could have huge frame rates uh, whereas when you got to the 70s and and maybe the early 80s it got to be very expensive to do animation and you were getting you know, 15 frames a second 12 frames a second animation I mean like the Flint you know Hanna Barbera <laughs> typically uh, responsible for a lot of that but you know just keep in mind that it's definitely something that you know if you're if you're in the art field or you're in the in the movie making field you know just prepare for this this industry to change because it's going to change and it's going to change fast uh in some ways for the for the worse some ways for the better i think just from a you know a consumer's point of view i think you know we're we're just going to see incredible things you know coming out that we've just never seen before but from a someone in the industry um you know, just be, get prepared for, for what's coming because AI will replace a lot of jobs. So just, you know, you need to be prepared to pivot and, and, and learn new skill sets. And in a lot of ways, it's, it's democratizing movie making. I think, you know, rather than being held by the big studios, uh, it's, it's coming down to where anybody can make a, a Hollywood quality uh, movie, and especially if you're a good writer or a good storyteller. I mean, Hollywood's not going to have that that you know that hold on this movie making thing for for much longer yes i i agree with that that's it's a good point um for for at least the part that that i agree with is the democratization of of having people that are 
um, indie, indie filmmakers. I think it's going to help them. I don't necessarily think that the big studios are going to be jumping on that, uh, other than using them for tools to like, uh, for example, we've, we've shown deep fakes using that technology to replace somebody's face as, instead of using a CGI character. I think that's probably going to be, uh, used a lot. Um, when we talked about the two different tools are going to be using, uh, an AI, but rendering an actual 3d character, uh, and, and having AI create that character, uh, from scratch, um, with, with unique, um, a unique stylized look, for example, like a Pixar film. I don't think that's going to happen for for a while. Uh, that's my personal opinion. It's going to be be a while for that. Um, it, it it's uh, it's definitely um, going to be exciting to see. But then you know, I think you're also going to be seeing a lot of uh, film studios or directors that are going to say, "Hey, you know, none none of our film was used has used AI as far as generating any of the art that you're seeing in here. Maybe some background stuff you may see or." Um, you may see something something like that, uh, but I don't think you're going to see like main characters um, being generated that way. Uh, you may see some background characters, maybe maybe procedurally done. That's already being done AI wise, um, so that that's still going to continue. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think you're, you're right for the most part. I, I I do tend to think it'll be quicker than 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 we all think it's going to happen. I I think uh, the the shift is is happening and it's going to. We we're just in the beginning stages. I, I, you know, when you say for a while, uh, you know, that's a relative term. I say I'd say within five years we're going to see some things that we hadn't even considered that we would see before. Uh, but you know, I I could be wrong. <laughs> I said I am wrong. I've been wrong once before, I think. But oh, in all seriousness, um, you know, back to the topic at hand. Yeah, three, CGI and AI are, are natural natural uh, cousins, and I think you know, people are going to come around and say be able to see ai generated stuff or and recognize it as a as as a style or or maybe it won't won't have that artist's touch but but i think sean ai is going to be powerful and it's going to fool it's going to fool us i i i'm more of a pessimist on this front i think people will be more creative and and allow them you know to to be more creative and maybe wield you know wield the hand that controls the ai but but you know, it's a very thin line as far as I'm concerned. So I, I, we, I know we have a little difference of opinion on that, but that's that's okay. <laughs> no, that's a, that's that's totally fine. Um, I, I like I said, it's being used already for procedural generation. A lot of 3D 3D complex models are going to be made by that. I believe environments and textures basically are going to be done uh, as well. Uh, I, I I don't know about the realistic, uh, maybe even some realistic um, background characters, maybe some rendering, which is basically being used today. Uh, to improve that rendering process, that's going to be used, allowing for more realistic lighting and shadows, faster rendered, faster rendering times. Um, so I think that's going to be used post production. Uh, a lot of that's going to be be doing, uh, being using AI, removing objects like we talked about before, adjusting the color grading and things like that. Uh, I think they're going to be using a lot of that. Well, let's go, let's go ahead and take a look at some some you know AI can create. Uh, 3D animation, as well as other kinds of animation, 2D, uh, really any kind of an animation, AI is able to do it. Here's a couple of examples of, of some that are, that are that have been created uh, using different products. You know, Mid Journey was one that we had talked about. There's there's several others that we'll touch base on, but uh, here's you know uh, this is Meta AI and um, just really amazing uh, animation. So this is these are completely completely computer generated. And here's a, an example that we we've, we've shown in the past of of doing you know animating. Uh, 
pictures. Uh, and this was kind of wonky, and the, 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 some of them actually are. And you're right. I mean, from when you look at some of these, and you're saying, well, you know, I don't think they're, you know, they're going to be able to do that. The, you know, the, the, at the rate that they're advancing, this technology is advancing, Sean. These are just the beginning stages. I mean, you can you can obviously see artifacts and defects and in in, in in a lot of the the stuff that I'm showing you here, but. You know, it's not going to be long before that stuff is addressed, um, and they're making ex you know extremely rapid headway in in the, AI, the whole area of AI. As a matter of fact, they just uh, came out, and and a lot of the people that focus on are creating some of these AI tools have said, "Hey, uh, we we need to back off a little bit. This AI may be maybe a little too much, a little too quickly." And so a lot of the a lot of the CEOs and 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 uh, you know, programmers that wrote a, wrote an open letter, I think, to actually just halt all AI uh, implementation uh, for at least six months before, so we can kind of get our head around it because it is starting to do things that we never believed it was capable of. So, you know, another interesting thing, uh, Sean, is um, you know, you mentioned we and we've done podcasts on AI in the past where they it, it, it'll do post processing and and do rendering and and it can even do motion capture, which I think was part of our last podcast. Kind of wanted to, to maybe. Show you how AI goes about uh, doing things, and and basically AI is a is a it's a it's been trained on on a set data set, whether it's a visual data set or a motion data set or or any data set. Uh, it just inputs the data uh, as a first stage, and then it crunches that data. It basically uh, learns learns that data, and then you use a third party. You know, it can output what it's out. You know, and and you can basically put the output of, uh, output of Koya Laura here. And just bring that. You can just drag and drop it into CC and iClone, and you can come out with your characters. So there's it's it's getting easier and easier to do this. And here's an example of of something from uh, McMuppet's uh, YouTube channel, which uh, she created. Uh, he created a really great. Uh, he's making a horror movie uh, with AI and uh, completely generated with AI. And so here's a character that he created. Uh, I think the voice is even synthesized. You can't really hear the voice here, an AI voice. But he, the backgrounds and the characters and the animation was all created uh, with AI. And so, uh, yeah, check out uh, McMuppets' uh, YouTube channel. It's, it's pretty amazing stuff. And here's here's another example real quick, if I can. Uh, this is uh, from the Prompt, Prompt Muse's YouTube channel. And she does some really amazing work. Check out some of her videos. But these are some uh, AI-generated uh, characters and animation. You know, we're talking about can AI generate characters and animation it certainly can now you know there's artifacting that you can see it's not entirely perfect but i mean it's amazing it's just amazing uh, it's compared, beautiful compared to what we've you know anything to to date that we've seen so far yeah i, I agree i mean the, the, those kind of those kind of examples are going to be you're going to see that a lot and in this example of uh, you know wonder studio I, I think i showed this before where you you're you're basically going to be able to have uh, shoot your film, and you're going to be able to replace the character or yourself within the film that you've just shot with your iPhone or your Android phone or even, you know, a professional, you know, camera, and just replace yourself with a 3D version of yourself that's that's basically using your motions, taking, the, taking that and then replacing it with a digital version of yourself and doing the same exact movement that you're going to do. And that's that's where I think um, you're right in, in that respect, that that's going to be, you know, allow these indie, indie filmmakers to probably do that. And they'll probably use the same technology probably in, in, in maybe some studio films as well. Uh, you'll see this uh, being done. I think uh, that's going to be kind of exciting to see how that's done. Uh, and then 
maybe maybe those characters will will be the multi-limbed characters that uh, and creatures and things that will replace um, humans and in the backgrounds as well. So be be very interesting to see how how far this goes here. I I know it's it looks like a bunch of smoke and mirrors to me, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have to see how how well this does. Yeah, another area that's uh, getting a lot of. Uh uh, help from uh, AI is is uh, you know we talked about not just characters but is is, is in generating uh, dynamic environments like um, landscapes and uh, you know physical physics simulations and and interactive elements that that makes you know this can make virtual worlds uh, you know feel more real and, and natural and I think you know uh you know what what makes environments look dynamic it's it's physics you know when you we're tone we're our eyes are trained to to understand you know whether we understand the laws of physics we we can recognize physics when they're happening you know and, and we can see see those things just naturally and there's a you know you you've and you feel free to chime in here i just want to show real quickly there is a great product out there that's implemented ai in a in a you know physics ai in a great way it's called uh, cascader and it's just an amazing, you know, these are, this is all keyframe-based animation with AI physics layered on top. And it's a, it's a huge time saver. I mean, I know in our last podcast, we talked about how, you know, physics, you know, characters didn't look right because the, they didn't have any weight. They, you, you talked about how they were floating. And uh, Cascader really solves a lot of that problem by giving your character weight and momentum and inertia and, and follow, you know, follow through that you don't have to animate by hand. So here's an example of, of the character on the left. You, you know, he's just animated, uh, you know, with his arms moving up and down and you can see with Cascadeur, you can add a physics animation on top of that. And it, it really looks here, the side by side comparison. Of yeah. You're just adding a few keyframes and it's doing everything in between. That's right. Plus adding physics uh, to it to, to do to uh, on top of that and layering it. Yeah, just some no, no, tremendous, it, just great, great. I mean. Right, I see that as a tool for sure uh, to, to add those things. And then there's also ragdoll uh, physics uh, for Maya that you can use to give uh, your characters more uh, of that ragdoll kind of um, the secondary motion uh, out of the box. And it's pretty pretty powerful. Um, but I think I think uh, you're going to be using it, obviously, for a lot of facial, facial animation. You're going to be seeing a lot of that. Um, I, I showed this uh, a little while ago. But this is GDC where they're using not just a high, uh, uh, you know, a, a expensive camera. They're using just your iPhone, and this actress is doing the facial animation, and it's it's called uh, MetaHuman Animator, and that's that uh, was just showed a few months ago, uh, if not just a month ago, and now they're going to be uh, revealing or, or getting it up onto the to the Unreal Store where people can use this technology, probably in the next few months. I'm looking really forward to seeing how well that works. But uh, instead of it's creating using a 3D complex, model from her face, from her video, yeah, and depth, depth and everything, and it's just applying it to the metahuman character there, and you're just using your iPhone to to generate the the um, the animation, the facial animation performance. It's amazing, crazy, crazy. That is. That's where I see I see I see a lot of that being used for that. Well, you know, it can, be, it can be used for a lot of things. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, we, we, we we talked about a lot of things, but uh, you know, it can be done to generate uh, VFX, Sean, and that's going to be a huge, huge uh, boon to the to the VFX industry because creating complex uh, VFX is it's very time consuming. I mean, if we thought you know keyframing animation was time consuming, setting up uh, destruction simulations is very time consuming, and AI is going to be a real help uh, in being able to 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 be trained on on things and create things, you know, in, in a 
fraction of the time that you know it could be simulated. Uh, and we're seeing that in cloth simulation, where it just learns how the cloth behaves, enters that into the data set, and already knows how it's supposed to how it's supposed to work. Nothing has to be simulated. It's a, it's a pretty amazing thing. I see that. Yeah, I agree with you. That that to me is where it really should go. Because I mean, simulating that stuff is just to me is just is like watching you know grass grow. It's just very ugh. It's not, it's not very artistic. I mean, there there is art in there. It's very technical. Um, not something that I really enjoy doing. It's almost like me skinning a character or waiting character. I mean, it can be fun for maybe the first couple days, but after that, you're like, okay, not another <laughs> character. I don't want to do this again. But the, we talk about motion. I mean, you're using this. This is a Radical Motion's version of motion capture, and I showed this before. But this is AI to to create uh, animation for a biped. Uh, it looks okay, but it's very, very floaty. It's not doing everything that the that the person's doing on the left. Uh, it's not it's not going, but it's not bad. I mean, it gets you part of the way there if you're going to be using that. Um, Plask Motion also has something very, very similar, uh, and it looks. They've got some really cool tools where you can actually use uh, a model too and rotate around it and it'll actually generate almost like a Mid Journey uh, character that's that's in that same pose. Um, but there, but there is a lot of that. Uh, I, I think. Uh, what we're going to be seeing a lot of is uh, this, the AI driven stuff that we're talking about where you're using, it's using data sets for motion for, for a bipedal character or quadruped. And you're going to see a lot of this, I think for simple, simple things, not, not your main character maybe, but your, your characters, maybe your character's motions. If you want realism or realistic stuff, it'd be interesting to see how far this stuff goes in, in making movies. But I see many, many people are using, Unreal and and Unity to generate their own uh, movies, and I think that's you're going to see. We've talked about it. That's that's where I think a lot of people are going to be doing it because it's in real time. It looks beautiful. Um, they've got all the lighting and everything else. So I think it's going to be. That's where you're going to see a lot of it first. Yeah, that's beautiful because the the blends are are just are perfect. You know, between the motions that you don't have to. You know, you don't get any funky. You know, blend irregularities between the you know when he's changing direction or or you know changing motions. It, it's just such a smooth transition. Yeah, and this is another one where where uh, AI learned how to to uh, use uh, data sets as well for for quadrupeds and for bipeds. And in this particular one, uh, this is neat. This is Nvidia's new AI was trained, uh, and it did ten years of training in ten days. Um, and so it it just. I think you showed this at one point where it, it learned how to, to use locomotions and, and based on a data set of attacks and runs and jumps and, and, and you know, uh, leaning to the side as well as um, strafing and if they, everything else like that. And, and now it just learns how to do that based on uh, the way you've, you've, you're moving your controller and there's things it's interacting with on, on the fly. Yeah, so, it's, it's physics-based. So if something hits it, it, it reacts to the physics uh, you know, physics impact, impacts it and, and affects the, the motion of the character. Right. And, and based on the, the objects in your game, for example, if, if, if there's a chair, that's a, it, it, all it needs to be is meta tag. Basically, this is a chair and this is how big it is. And it'll go ahead and figure out how to sit in that chair based on the motion it's already learned how to do. So it, it won't have any issues. Um, so that's going to be pretty, pretty cool to see. Definitely. Yeah. Here's some animation. Here's an animation. Uh, here's you know, speaking of stable diffusion. Here's an animation uh, created using stable diffusion. Uh, it's you know still like we said, it's still in its infancy, and you can kind of see it's great for doing stylized, as particularly stylized work. Um, 
But you and and I think in this particular one, uh, it's randomly choosing the faces. But you can import your own. You know, there's several different versions, and you can actually upload your image and have it used inside of the the animation. Here's one from uh, Ebsynth as well. Uh, this is a, kind of a new new product, which kind of animates the style. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a very highly stylized and, style you know, transfer. Speaking of, of style, I, let me show you this real one, quick one from uh, the folks at over there at Corridor Digital. They did a, a really amazing, uh, uh, you know, short film called uh, Rock Paper Scissors, and and it, they they were looking to do an anime style, uh, and so they shot themselves against a green screen and processed their images and a lot of the animation through uh, AI. And uh, that the AI actually did all the stylization, uh, car you know, cartoonized them, uh, you know, did the did the backgrounds for them, um, some amazing stuff. Go check them out at Corridor Digital. They've got the whole film there. It's, a, it's I'm just showing you, you know, kind of how they used it to stylize. But yes, and here's another one, great one. Since I'm on the subject, uh, this is actually uh, Gen Two, and this is uh, you know his his, his uh, iPhone animation. He brought it in uh, to uh, Gen Two and picked three images. Uh, Fire, a landscape, and a kind of ghouly looking guy, and and this is what the AI kicked out on the backside. Pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I mean, you you see you see uh, uh, Hayao Miyazaki, uh, and basically at Studio uh, Ghibli, and they're showing this. This is kind of this is 2016. Obviously, he hasn't seen Mid Journey and some of the newer stuff, but I think he he uh, at that point they were just doing this this procedural AI uh, driven thing, and he said. Um, uh, he's utterly disgusted of this clip at this. If you should see it online, it's it's pretty pretty bad. But he said, if you really want um, want to make creepy stuff, you can go ahead and do it. But he would never wish to incorporate this technology in any of his work, and he strongly feels that it's basically an insult to life itself. And he he actually said at the very end, I feel like we're nearing the end times. He continues, we humans are losing faith in ourselves. And in fact, uh, film recently in uh, last year, a director. Um, Guillermo del Toro also said he thinks that that art is an expression of the soul and it's and at its best it is encompassing everything you are. Therefore, I consume and love art made by humans. I'm, I'm completely moved by that. Um, I'm not interested in any of the illustration made by machines, uh, that extrapolation of information. Um, so he he uh, is, is against that as well. So we'll see what we'll see how it, how it progresses as a tool. Um, but replacing? Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, very. Yeah, definitely. In Here's. Fact, he was, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh well, I mean, I, I was going to say, I think. Uh, well, there's so many uses for it, Sean. I mean, yeah, if you, yeah, to 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 use it that way, I, I don't. I don't know if it's useful. I did see some uses, uh, you know, in the medical field. We kind of talked about how CGI is used in medicine. Um, where you know they're they're actually simulating uh, through the use of, of this type of AI, uh, you know people with injuries uh, and and how what surgeries would allow them better ranges of motion you know to, to you know how, what would allow them to walk more normally you know and so they they'd run these different AI and and you can actually see you know when 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 they replace tendons and stuff in the back of your leg the improvement that the that the patient might experience from different procedures that that he might undergo and so. Uh, so from that point of view, it's, that's not really art. That's more medicine, of course. But I think maybe right. from an art perspective, he, he's entirely right. Um, and, and what I'm showing you here, uh, this is this is um, <coughs> this is a, a basically where you upload. Your, I was talking, you upload your image, and you you enter in some some prompts, and this is the animation that kind of came out on the backside of this one. This is a pretty amazing stuff where it'll actually you know animate your image. 
with background animated and everything. Uh, very cool. That's cool. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Oh, gosh, yeah, that, that went really quickly. All right, well, gosh, we didn't get to everything that we wanted to talk about uh, with you today, but we appreciate you being part of our podcast. Uh, you're going to have to stick around and, and join us next week where we'll, we'll continue the conversation. Uh, we had a great time answering George's question. Can AI create 3D animation? It sure as heck can. I think we uh, answered that. Uh, we'd like to uh, ask you a small favor. If you did enjoy it, um, share it around the podcast with some of your friends because we believe word of mouth is the best kind of advertising. Uh, hit the like button too because it helps YouTube find other interested folks uh, that are like the cool stuff that we're offering here on the CG uh uh, insider podcast and uh, we'd like to let you know that we do these podcasts just for you and if you've got a subject that you'd like us to discuss that we haven't covered in some maybe our past podcast or you'd like us to update it you can let us know by shooting over to our website at the cgbros.com over to the about us tab and click on the ask us anything drop down just like uh, George did uh, we're looking to improve our podcast so let us know if we you know did something wrong or you know what you liked about it uh, if you do there's a good chance that we uh, might read your comment as well as mention you by name on one of our podcasts and uh lastly we bring you a cutting edge edition of our cg insider podcast right here every week uh that has uh where we talk about all, all things cgi uh and digital bfx so uh you know you can also find audio versions of our podcasts on all major audio uh podcast platforms as well and if you haven't checked out the CG Bros YouTube channel yet, what are you waiting for? It's your front row seat for some amazing CGI short film entertainment created by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today. You'll also find some cool VFX breakdowns, behind the scenes, making ofs as well. We can't wait to see you here again for next week's podcast. We'll be answering another great fan question. What do I need to know to be a VFX artist, Bill? No, that one is leaning more towards my wheelhouse, I think, Sean. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Well, that does it for today. We sure hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, can AI create 3D animation? Thanks for being with us. Did you enjoy the show? We'd love to hear from you. Click the super thanks button on YouTube to show your support. Your tip helps us obtain more high quality content for you to enjoy. And leave a comment and thumbs up for a chance to be mentioned on a future podcast. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell for instant notification when new episodes are posted. Share our videos with your friends on social media and follow us for all the latest news and projects. Want to listen to the audio-only version of the podcast? You can find us on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. And here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, become a CG Insider by subscribing to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, cgbros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure to join us for the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what do I need to know to be a VFX artist? We can't wait to see you there. This has been episode 2317 of the CG Bros CG Insider podcast. Thanks again for watching. We'll catch you next time.